Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is spiritual exercise entitled, Mind Don't Depend on You. Many a times we are sometimes in a position to where we are looking at others holding on to the very thing, to the very situation or circumstances that holds on to what we not only want or not only need, but hold on to the very thing that can change things within our own lives. We have seen it each and every day. We have walked into buildings, into places of businesses, and there is an individual sitting across or standing at a teller or just an individual that we go to and we are in that predicament where we need to have a signature or we need somebody to say nay or yay or we need something taken care of and here's an individual that's looking at us and maybe this individual we can't read their minds or we can't understand what's going on behind the cloak of their eyes, but we can only imagine or assume because of their movement or because of the way they are speaking to us or the way that they are standing and staring, but we can picture what's going on in their heads as they look and stare at us the thoughts that could be going on and then those words come out of their mouths as they begin to look and tear us down with words on how they cannot do or will not do or how they raise themselves above us and how they commence to stand upon our shoulders or walk up and down our back or try to make us feel in such a way because they are in a position to have something upon us where they can control us or even have the ability to use what they have against us. It is so interesting how sometimes people can have what they have and can be able to become a useful tool for others to be able to get up but they use what they have to not only tear others down, but to destroy and to lame and maim others as if they thrive on the idea of how many they can walk on and stand on to stay where they are so they can go home and sit and embellish in the fact that they destroyed another. Many use their own positions, their own 
things that they have to say. It is my duty to make it difficult for others to achieve. And many times people will say, well, I made it the hard way. I shouldn't make it easy for nobody else. And then some even will say, why should I help you? Why? What, what I get out of it? Some would even think that it's my, you know, it's mine. So, you know, I ain't got no reason to give it to you. Others even have all type of explanations. They try to all kind of ways to justify what they want to do. But some just make it plain and simple. I just want to see you hurt. I just want to see you big. I'm still not going to do it. I just want to see you big. You know, some people just want to feed the evil that's within them. But many a times, we get so caught up in the fact that that it is in another one's hand that they control the power. But when we come into the body of Christ, we see a different picture. And sometimes we get caught up in the circumstances that the enemy tried to pull the wool over our eyes. Well, we actually don't stand on the principle and ordinance of God that we lose out on the sight of Jesus Christ. And Jesus give us a whole nother picture. Jesus give us a true revelation that the Bible lets us know that there is another source. Jesus told them when he came and riding on the donkey and he come into Jerusalem and the people was crying out and the scribes and Pharisees began to try to tell him and Jesus told him, he said, if these people had not cried out, the rocks would have. See, Jesus was letting them know, listen, Whatever is needed, if they don't, I would have had another source. You see, my source didn't depend on one factor. My placement wasn't in just one place. I could use the rocks if necessary. He was trying to let him know, listen, there is nothing that can hold back what belongs to me. He was letting us know that whatever I have for you, you don't have to worry about it if one individual believed that they got it. In 1 Kings chapter 19, if you look at verses 
from 15 to 20, there's a prophet Elijah. He begins, if you look at 19 from 1 to 20, he begins to tell the people that the people are doing their evil works and their deeds and they are stoning the prophets and killing them and all this. And he believes that he is the only one left. And he goes out and he stands and he sees that God is coming. First in a powerful storm, but God wasn't in the storm. Then in fire, God wasn't in the fire. In the wind, God wasn't in the wind. But in a soft, still voice, he heard the Lord speaking. And the Lord asks him, what are you doing here? And he tells the Lord that the prophets are being killed and stoned and stabbed. And the people are just doing all manner of evil. And he is the only one left. And God tells him, he says, listen, turn around and go back and anoint these people. One is king and one is prophet kill this this one will die if he leave and that one will die as he leave and there is seven thousand that has never bowed a knee to Baal and those that have never kissed that mess that he has some already preserved that was just like him See, regardless of what we think, God always can get what he needs, when he needs it, and how he needs it. So whatever God has for you, or whatever God wants, or whatever he needs, or how he needs it, or when he needs it, and what he needs, believe me, no one can stop it. When they thought that it was all over for Jesus, again he rose. Remember, what God has for you, there isn't a devil in hell that can stop it. This is our spiritual exercise.